This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Learn how operating differently can help you overcome the pressures facing your dealership today at reyrey.com slash operate differently. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Want to dive deeper into the topics you hear about on Daily Drive? We're offering listeners a special offer, 20% off a one-year automotive news digital subscription. That gets you access to all of our news, information, and analysis made for automotive industry leaders like you. Go to autonews.com slash daily drive promo to redeem. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, September 1st, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News here in Detroit. And I'm Kellen Walker in Las Vegas. Today on the show, the UAW accuses GM and Stellantis of refusing to bargain in good faith. Details of Ford's proposed contract to the UAW are revealed. And Tesla presents a freshened version of its entry-level Model 3. We'll tell you about the new premium features. Plus, to win over customers, one retail advisor says dealership service departments should start practicing, quote, unreasonable hospitality. It's no longer just having a fancy waiting room with, you know, some drinks and day-old cookies or donuts. It's really interacting with that customer and wowing them. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Tense negotiations between the Detroit Three and the UAW have taken a turn as the contract expiration nears. UAW President Sean Fain said Thursday the UAW has filed charges of unfair labor practices against General Motors and Stellantis. He said the two automakers haven't adequately responded to the union's contract demands. GM and Stellantis' willful refusal to bargain in good faith is not only insulting and counterproductive, it's also illegal. Stellantis responded, saying in a statement that the claim has no basis in fact and accused Fain of being more focused on filing frivolous legal charges than on actual bargaining. GM echoed the sentiment in its own statement. An executive said they were surprised by the filing, saying it has no merit and is an insult to the bargaining committees. Submitting complaints to the National Labor Relations Board is a tactic that has rarely been used during bargaining with the Detroit Three. Meanwhile, Ford also responded to criticism from the UAW, saying it offered a 15% pay boost. The automaker detailed its proposal after Fane criticized the company's offer during a Facebook live stream. Ford's wage proposals not only fail to meet our needs, it insults our very worth. Ford said its hourly plant workers can earn $98,000 in wages, overtime, and bonuses over the next year under the contract it offered the UAW. The automaker said the proposed contract would increase benefits and increase workers' pay at least 15%. That includes lump sum payouts. According to Ford, workers covered by the deal would see their pay increase from the average of $78,000 in 2022 to $92,000 in the first year of the contract, including overtime and bonuses. They also would receive $38,000 worth of health care and other benefits. Switching gears to sales numbers, Hyundai and Kia's U.S. light vehicle sales rose again in August. They were helped by the highest inventory levels in two years and increasing incentives that helped offset higher interest rates for consumers. It was the 13th consecutive month of U.S. sales gains for the two Korean brands, 
It was expected to lead off a strong sales report today for an industry that was severely inventory constrained a year ago. Hyundai said U.S. sales in August rose 1% to a little over 65,000 vehicles, while Kia reported a gain of just over 9% to more than 72,000 vehicles. Genesis, Hyundai's luxury brand, said sales surged 27% to about 6,500 vehicles. Toyota and Honda also reported significant gains. Toyota and Lexus volume rose a combined 15%, while Honda and Acura sales jumped 57%. A few other brands will report later today or early next week. Most others report quarterly. And Tesla presented a freshened version of its entry-level Model 3 that adds premium features, including ventilated seats, ambient lighting, and a rear seat infotainment screen. The upgraded Model 3 will be displayed at the 2023 Munich Auto Show. The new Model 3 will have, quote, more refined and relaxed ride quality, thanks to a combination of stiffer body and updated suspension tuning. That's what Tesla Europe said on social media platform X, formerly Twitter, which is owned by Tesla CEO Elon Musk. The EV leader also announced surprise price cuts in other models late Thursday as Musk seeks 50% sales growth this year globally, even at the expense of profits. And those are today's headlines. Jamie. We're two weeks away until the UAW contract with the Detroit Three expires. UAW President Sean Fain was back on Facebook Live, and yes, to no surprise, he is still angry (laughs) at everyone. Uh, What do you think he's trying to gain with filing this complaint to the National Labor Relations Board? Because I think he wants to strike. He's definitely had striking on his mind, and that is actually where that unfair labor practice claim comes in. If he can get the National Labor Relations Board to designate GM and Stellantis as negotiating in bad faith and committing unfair labor practices, it means that a walkout would be really blamed on the companies, not on the union. And then the employees, the workers, can get unemployment insurance. If they go out on an economic strike, one without unfair labor practices, then they have to live off of their savings or you've got the union savings, their strike fund that they have close to several hundred million dollars set aside to pay workers while they're off. But if they're all getting $500 a week, there's only so many weeks that that money will last. The next two weeks should be really exciting. (laughs) Coming up, we'll hear from a fixed ops training advisor about how he thinks dealerships can win more customers by going above and beyond. That's next on Daily Drive. The auto industry's shift to carbon neutrality is here and it's accelerating. But is it enough? This is a moral imperative, an economic imperative, a moment of peril, but also a moment of extraordinary possibilities. No more hesitancy, no more excuses, no more waiting for the others to move first. There is simply no more time for that. Driving to Zero is a new podcast series from Automotive News that looks at the auto industry's roadmap to carbon neutrality. We take a big picture look at the environmental, political, and social trends pushing the move toward a greener future. And we pull back the curtain on how these decisions are being made at the highest levels. My team and I went to each car company separately. We sat down and we said, you know, what can you do? What you cannot do? How much time you need? How much it's going to cost you? 
And that pay off big time. I said, you know, the, the headline that you need is is GM believes in an all electric future. And I think Dan Ammon and Mary Barra pretty much said the same thing, which is, is like, but but we we don't. Spoiler alert, they come around to that idea. Find out how and much more. I'm Jake Neer. Join me and Automotive News Executive Editor Jamie Butters on Driving to Zero, available wherever you get your podcasts starting September 11th. Economic uncertainty, vehicle affordability, and ever-increasing customer expectations are threatening the profitability and efficiency gains you've made over the last couple of years. You may be finding the strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. You offer online options so customers can begin the buying process remotely, but your salespeople have to rebuild the deal or correct it during the in-store appointment. You ask your advisors to be proactive about calling customers to get work approved, but still wind up with occupied bays and stalled jobs when the customer doesn't answer the phone. Your business office clerks are trying to process deal jackets faster, but funding still takes weeks. The strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. Getting better at outdated and inefficient processes will only get you so far. Let's face it, Netflix isn't a household name because they got really good at mailing DVDs. And nearly half of Apple's revenue comes from the iPhone, not from the computers the company was founded on. These companies evolved as new challenges presented themselves instead of sticking with the status quo. It's time for a mindset shift. It's time to operate differently. Finding new and innovative ways to operate is essential to effectively managing the pressures facing your dealership. Visit reyrey.com slash operate differently to get started. That's reyrey.com slash operate dash differently. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. Retail advisor Corey Smith thinks dealership service departments need to borrow a page from the world's top restaurants to win more customers. Smith says they need to focus on what those restaurants call unreasonable hospitality. That is, providing an experience where the way customers are treated is just as important as the product they buy. In every industry, including auto retail, an outstanding customer experience is becoming a requirement to keep customers coming back. Smith is the National Fixed Operations Training Manager at National Auto Care. He spoke with Automotive News Senior Editor Dan Shine about how service departments can wow their customers. Corey Smith, thanks so much for joining me again uh, on uh, this interview on the, for our Service and Parts newsletter. Always happy to talk to you, Dan, and thanks for having me. Uh, so uh, you were kind enough to write a guest column that recently ran in the uh, Service and Parts newsletter. Folks out there who haven't signed up for the newsletter, what's what are you waiting for? Sign up for that newsletter. Comes to your inbox every Thursday, chock full of great information and fun and frivolity and all sorts of good stuff. But uh, you wrote a, a really interesting guest column on on hospitality and you know, like what you kind of called it, unreasonable hospitality, which is not your phrasing, but it's phrasing of a restaurateur. Kind of talking about how what matters is that experience that the customer has, whether again, whether it be at a restaurant as your clothing store or at an auto dealership, it's about making the customer, treating them that they have like this, an, un an unforgettable experience. Talk a little bit more about how that kind of that unreasonable hospitality resonated with you and kind of motivated you to, to, to write the column and, and kind of put some of that into practice for what you teach. Yeah. So once I watched that Ted talk uh, and, and Will really made it so interesting it's very true. No matter, you know, what you're doing, you know, millions of people go to Disney, right? We've, we've talked about this before 
and they can go anywhere in the world and go on a, a roller coaster ride, but they all go to Disney. Why? It's because of how they felt when they left. It's more money, but the feeling that they got, it's the happiest place on earth. It's the ambiance, it's the food, it's the characters shaking hands, kissing babies when it's 110 degrees out, right? So how can we translate that into our dealership? And I think you're starting to see some of that where you have dealers that are doing mobile services, not just one van anymore. They have a fleet of six to 12, right? Meeting the customer where they're at and doing the service at their time and doing it in their driveway, their place of business. But it's also taking the time with that customer to truly give them a great experience from start to finish. But it starts when you're making the phone call, making the appointment. It's smiling, right? We all know that our body language tells, a, tells someone else more than our words do, right? So when you're on the phone, if you're taking that appointment, you have to smile and you have to be energetic and you have to be up, right? That gives them a better experience. It's taking the time, whether they need five minutes or 20 minutes, to really tell you what's going on with their vehicle, what they're looking for. All those things correlate with the experience part of it, right? It's no longer just having a fancy waiting room with, you know, some drinks and, and uh, you know, day old uh, cookies or donuts, right? It's, it's really interacting with that customer and wowing them, maybe remembering that they just went to a European vacation four months ago and you talked about it the last time they were there, asking them how it was, right? People like to talk about themselves. So that's another, that's another idea that you can do. It, you know, with this restaurant owner in New York, he did some wild and crazy things to give his customers that wow factor, but it doesn't have to be huge, right? It doesn't have to be a huge thing to do. It could be something as small as remembering them or remembering a vacation or any one of those things to make a human connection. That human connection is what's going to give them a great experience. And I think a key in what you pointed out, it starts with listening, right? And that, a, lot, a lot of things that you just mentioned, if you listen, then you'll know about the vacation they just took or, you know, the concerns they might have about the vehicle or how they're using their vehicle. And that might then, you know, be able to do better cater to their needs, right? Yeah. And so when you think about, we, we tend to listen to really talk back to them, right? Instead of listening to understand. What you really want to do is really listen to understand and then have your response, right? We tend to listen and just respond, right? I didn't really hear you. So reiterating what that customer said, if I understand you, Dan, you're talking about a noise going over bumps at 25 miles an hour uh, and you're hitting the railroad tracks and you really hear it. Is that, is that correct? Did I understand you correctly? Right. Those little things, right. Really understanding what their needs are doing a great walk around while you're building that rapport, talking about educating them on future needs or needs that they didn't know about. Right. When are you going to pick up the vehicle? Uh, you're going to get a survey from me. That's my report card, right. Talking to them about that, how you're going to execute because their biggest thing by coming to the dealership is, they're full of anxiety. They don't know what's going to happen. They only go to the dealership 1.8 to 2.2 times per year, right? So they don't know everything that you know. Right. They're worried about how, how much is this going to cost me? What are they going to find? And so they're, I think they're probably already, the guard. their guard is up a little bit. So the more that you can disarm them a little bit and 
again, give them that, a, a great experience, you know, show them that you're, you care and that you're listening, again, goes a long way. And, and you know, we all know the defection rates of, of people once that, that warranty expires, seven out of 10 go, go somewhere else in the dealership. Uh, so, you know, the things that you kind of talked about go a long way to retaining people. And if, you know, if they have a good experience, you know, again, like a Disney experience, they're more apt to stay with you, bring you, keep bringing you business and probably buy the next car or the car after that from the same dealership. Yeah. And we've, we've looked at the analytics, right? 86% of your customers will spend more money if they have a better experience. I spend more money when I go to Disney because of how I feel, how, how am I looking at my kids' eyes of how much fun they're having, right? You don't realize that if you went to another amusement park, you don't get that same feeling. It's like, ah, oh, this is okay, right? But you know you're, you're spending a lot of money at Disney and I'm okay with it. And your customers are gonna be okay with it too if you give them that unreasonable hospitality and, that, and really give them a great experience. And that retention point is gonna be there. If you do something small, your retention profit could be 25 to 95%, right? So those are huge numbers. Tell me something, you, you mentioned kind of a heading in, in your column you wrote that you said, train for the customer experience you want. Explain what you mean by that. So when the advisor does their shopping, whether it's at Walmart or Target or goes to a restaurant or goes on vacation somewhere, you know what you want to get right out of that experience. And if you don't get it, you're let down. So now you're in the role where you can give that person that experience that you're looking for. So the advisor's job is super stressful. I'm always going to toot the horn that it's the hardest job in the dealership, right? They have so many things going this nonstop and they really need to slow down in order to speed up to understand the customer that's in front of you has those same expectations and desires that you have when you're out shopping, when you're, when you have needs, right? So, following into the realm with the advisor and connecting with that customer, don't look at it as a waste of time, look at it as an investment, right? You're investing into that customer. If you think of that customer like an ATM, I'm making mental deposits into that customer. And now I can withdraw that, that deposit and educate them on the value that we're offering them. If you don't make a deposit, you can't make a withdrawal, right? If you're, if you want to get to your ATM bank account and you have no money in it, can you, can you take any money out of it? Nope. Right? I, I know that from experience. No, you can't. <laughs> I've tried. You can't, right? So you have no right to ask for the sale. If you haven't given them enough value, invested time into them and made mental deposits into their bank, you don't have any right to ask them to buy anything yet. So what would be the one tip that you would give? I, you know, service advisors you know who are doing a lot of this work it's a busy job stressful job uh, high turnover what's a, a tip that you would give an advisor just to, to kind of be able to like you know slow down a little bit make that time for the customer how, how can they manage their time better to kind of fit all the needs of other customers in so that's a that's a great question and, and i'll unpack that really simply is that as an advisor when i did it I would just exhaust myself all day, go home, come back and beat my head against the wall again. It wasn't until I started preparing for my next day's business today. So take the time to look at how many customers are coming in, what time they're coming in, and what services, even though they're not on the repair order, that they haven't done yet. 
and make a point to do that walk around and invest in that customer. Doing the walk around, meeting the customer where they're at. And what I mean by that is that some customers you can do a video walk around because they're too busy. They're just going to throw you the keys and go. Uh, Mrs. Jones, who's got a walker when she pulls out, not a good idea to do a walk around with her. Again, do a video and, and, and show it to her, right? But the customer that can be there with you, do a walk around them with them, invest time into them, ask them questions. How's your family? How was your ride in today? I remember that vacation you were talking about. They like to talk about themselves and then sprinkle in, you know, it's a good idea to, to balance your tires since we're going to rotate them. That will give you better life out of the tires or you haven't done an alignment yet. I took time out of my day yesterday to do some research on the history of your vehicle and here's some required services that are due, right? Once you do all that stuff, the customer is either going to say no, right? Which no one likes rejection, but they might buy one more thing, right? And then you've got three other things that they didn't buy that you can put on the RO for future. And what I would do after that is I would make their next service appointment for them. Understand that they come in every four months, right? They like Tuesdays or Wednesdays, make it for that, put it on a card and make it easy to do business with them, with you, just like Amazon does, right? Amazon makes it really easy to do business with them. If you do that, your retention numbers go up, your CSI goes up. And then when you do make a mistake as a team, as a dealership, they're more apt to forgive you because of all the value they've got. But this just can't be one person. This has to be the whole team. If you listen to that TED talk, he talks about the culture needs to change from sales to F&I to service to parts to technicians. All of you have to really be in it and understand I want to give this service because I want to get that same service when I go out into the world and buy something. Okay. That's good stuff. Really good stuff, Corey. Thank you. Corey, always enjoy the conversation. Thanks for your time. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Corey Smith is the National Fixed Operations Training Manager at National Auto Care. He spoke with our own Dan Shine for our latest service and parts newsletter. You can sign up for that newsletter at autonews.com. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer and Alicia Anderson. Today's episode included reporting from our own Michael Martinez and Larry Velquette. You can get the latest news on negotiations between the Detroit Three and the UAW, sales numbers, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. We'll be off on Monday for the Labor Day holiday here in the U.S. Come back on Tuesday for a conversation with Martin French, Managing Director at Barrel Strategy Advisors USA, about the upcoming battery show in Novi, Michigan, and the cutting-edge technology we expect to see there this month. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you have a coworker who you think would like the show, tell them to give a listen. Thanks.